maybe. Yes, sir! Welcome, everyone, to the You're Still Out Golf Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network. We're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needham, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Jonathan Teal, our correspondent across the pond, Ms. Hannah Screen, and we've got a very special guest here. We are live on location, Belmar Golf Club, practice round of the Schooner Classic coming up here, Teal, but man, we've got a great day planned here, but uh, first of all, good morning to you, good afternoon to Hannah. I know, good morning. I mean, we this is our first morning recording ever, I think. Uh, this is... I'm trying to think, yeah. We have we usually play in the morning, pod I, in the afternoon. I feel like it's going to be even better today. because yeah, we're, we're fresh, you know, we haven't let our day jobs, you know, drag us down. We've got the grounds crew literally right outside the window I mean, with perfect a, a timing. leaf blower. Those are not uh, yeah, sound this, effects. This is, folks. this is live, folks. Uh, yeah, happy to be here, man. It's been it's been a good week. Uh, just got back from a little little boondoggle down at Whispering Pines. Uh, our guest, I just found this out, has actually played in an international amateur event at Whispering Pines. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get into that kind of off script, but uh, delightful week. Hannah, excited to have you back on in, in contributor fashion. Uh, this will be your second interview. How are things over in the UK? They're great. They're colder than where you are. We were just talking about it. I wish it was warmer, but I'm excited to be back. Excited for the guest. I'm so jealous you played Whispering Vines as well. Well, that's why I mentioned these things, so people will be jealous. Name drop golf courses. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, a big event coming up across the pond. We alluded to it on the Monday podcast, JTL. So, you know, we've got a big event here coming up next weekend, right? We've got the Kong. Sure, sure. We're going to be out at Bowling Springs. But uh, a little event called the Dunhill uh, taking place across the pond, Hannah. So uh, fill us in on that. Give us a little bit of uh, your thoughts on there. Some big names coming over to the U.K. to play golf next week, right? Yeah, big names. So for people who don't know the Dunhill, it's – I guess a European tour event, but it's essentially just a massive pro-am with the world's biggest celebrities who enjoy golf. And it's up at St. Andrews. It's across, well, not just St. Andrews. It's King's Barnes, the Jubilee course, and then the old course. And it's always just so much fun. Like It's a good way to end the year. And there's people from Bon Jovi there. There's just all sorts of sports stars. And it's always fun to see the other athletes from other sports play golf because i mean golf is hard let's put it out there it takes a long time to get pretty good and but some of these athletes uh they just have it all they can do whatever they want they're so athletic so i'm excited for that next week it'll be a good one to watch i mean the biggest celebrity is rory's dad i think is playing with him so i mean that's that's top billing i'm sure jerry awesome. big jerry is big jerry <laughs> The biggest celebrity yeah. of the bunch, no I'm doubt. Sure he'll have fun. Oh, now, is it is so? Is it is it Jubilee the third course this year? For some reason, I thought it was Carnoustie. Is it, is it uh, or is it, it kind of road change around every year? I think it rotates. I'm almost sure it's that. Have I? Mm. We'll effort that. We'll, we'll effort that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm excited about that one too. But you're right. We're not going to be able to see it because we're going to be uh, we're going to be up at boiling spring so Hannah we're, we're going to need you Fierce to uh, keep a close eye on the proceedings over uh, over in Fife uh, I will. see what happens I'll, I'll be on the safer <laughs> <laughs> well gang I'll tell you what I'm most excited about 
Let's bring in our special guest here. Welcome back to the pod, head coach of the Sooner Women's Golf Program, Coach V. How you doing? And uh, thanks for or thanks for being here with us today. Well, thank you all for coming here. I did not realize this was the very first time morning show. About, I'm pretty sure that we have not done anything in the morning. I'm, I'm, I'm all coffeeed up. I'm a little jazzed up, so I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm bringing the energy, doing my part. Well, I mean, Coach, you Coach know. B's got her coffee. She's ready to go. Oh, yeah. She came in here just bouncing around, sparky as ever, and, you know, we're kind of, like, dragging in here. Oh, oh, she got, got, got a reason to be she's excited. Always got, she's yeah. always got the energy. That's always. right. That's right. You, you got to. You got to, you know. And uh, first time in person. Last That's right. It's always been Zoom. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is nice. That's yeah. true. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it is yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I mean, I, I've been told we're much better looking in person, Coach V. I don't know if you can attest to that. I mean, but, Zoom yeah. Zoom is Zoom. You yeah, know? Zoom, right. Zoom, <laughs> Zoom doesn't do anybody any okay, favors. We were joking with it right before we got on the pod. Coach V said, is, there, is this, are we on video? And I said, no, Till says that I have a face for radio, face for podcasting. So this is purely audio medium. So, so we're all good here. But uh, again, Coach V, thanks for joining us here. Uh, a lot to talk about going on today, this weekend, right? So here at Belmar. But before we get to that, we want to rewind back a couple of weeks ago Pebble Beach, Monterey, Carmel Cup. Was that as awesome as it looks like on television? Tell us about your experience and uh, what the ladies experienced out there. I mean, it was phenomenal. Uh, First class event. Um, I mean, there's so many things that we could say to describe the event itself. I mean, it was unbelievable. Just from the time we got there till, you know, the time we left, we, we literally never left Pebble. Uh, we were staying on site. Um, the girls were like on hole one and Ryan and I were on hole 18. Our rooms were right there facing the 18th hole. I mean, does not get any better than that. Right. Like every night the girls came over, we sat on the back patio and watched people play the 18th hole. It was just unreal. Um, the golf course itself is tough. Uh, <laughs> very tough. I mean, we, our first tea time was 6.50 in the morning. Oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> right. Oh. I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> but uh, it was first off. We were the first off and, you know, you start on one, um, perfect conditions. But by the time you get to the holes that are kind of on the edge of the water. So it starts on hole four, overlooking the marina. I mean, it's just, it doesn't get any better than that. And just uh when you're walking the fairways, you're thinking, how is this possible to have this cool of a property? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the holes, obviously, you know, four, five, six, seven, I mean, eight is a beast of a hole. Um, yeah. How was eight playing? Like, how did they have it set up for the ladies? Like, what was, uh, was, could they hit? Because the guys never hit driver there because it kind of the ferry runs out. How do they have it set up so for the ladies? So same thing. Okay. So for us, we it was a two twenty shot, uh, two thirty to the cliff, and then the only thing is men will have probably a I don't know wedge nine eight iron or whatever, uh, fairly short iron. We would hit woods into yeah. a green that's twenty five in depth. So very tiny target. Oh. Um, yeah, because there's that hole. There's just no way to play it any other way than that. No, right? no. Yeah. I mean, you you really can't. And you didn't want to be in the in the rough. Uh, the rough was very penalizing. So you had to hit something to the fairway and then have over two hundred into the green. So, I, I mean, it it played hard. Nine was tough. Um, 
I mean, they both played, eight and nine both played very long into super small small targets. Um, but the greens were, I mean, they're just crazy tiny. You just don't <laughs> really see how small they I believe they they're are. the smallest greens each and every year on the PGA Tour. Out of all the yeah. tournament courses, Average they're the footage. smallest greens. I mean, yeah. I, I believe it. The biggest greens hold 17, uh, which is 39 in depth. And then everything else, I think... Thirty might have been the next biggest, and then after that, it was in the twenties. Yeah, um, and very slopey, so it was it was tough. Uh, Sixteen, probably one of the craziest green hole. Doesn't play very long, but anything right of the green, I mean, you just you're in trouble. Yeah. You chip it on. I mean, I saw a girl from another team. She chipped it on. Awesome, awesome chip, and they rolled off the green. Yeah. So you just have to hit it left and two putt and call it good. But it was the event itself was unbelievable. Just everything first class. It was awesome. Love it. Sounds like you got. I mean, I'm so jealous. You guys are out there. Yeah, they, of course <laughs> they go play the year after you graduate and leave, of right, course. Hannah? It never fails, of right? Course. Uh, of course that happened. But um, I mean, if you could choose uh, one highlight from the week, what would it be? Ooh, one highlight. That's, I don't know. I mean, kicking off the year there just as a whole was unreal. Like our freshmen, so we had two freshmen that traveled and we were like, this is, this is not how college golf is. Right. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it is not how it typically is, you know, but, um, I mean, just, I don't know. I mean, you're walking the fairways, same fairways as some of the biggest stars have walked right like you just you just have to be I mean you, you're so grateful to be there um I mean I, I think overall the experience I think was a highlight in itself um I'd be curious what the girls would say I mean we talked about it I, they really enjoyed it they had a blast um but it was I mean it was probably the best tournament I've ever I've ever been to since I've been a part of college golf and that's since 1999 uh, so there, there's really wow. nothing like it. Yeah, it sounds like so much fun. And obviously you talked about a minute ago how difficult it was and everyone knows it's a beast of a golf course. In terms of the result, it was the first tournament of the year. What do you think, you know, the new freshman or the new team kind of did well, but what are some things that you probably think they might need to improve going into this upcoming week at the Schooner? I think, um, I mean, with it being the first tournament out, obviously it was early. Uh, we've never had an event before Labor, I mean, on Labor Day weekend. Typically, the schooner is our first event. Um, so this was three weeks early. The players came back early before we even started school so we could kind of get together and do some of the team uh, bonding stuff. But, um, I mean, there, you know, for us... Of course, we wanted to play better. I think as a whole, uh, also first time ever, it was five players we counted. So it was six players yeah, count six, five. five. Yeah. Okay. Wow, so that's the first time ever in women's golf. Usually that is not uh, a format that is accepted, but they just approved it a few weeks before the event, actually. Um, so that was a little bit different for us. But overall, I mean, you know, I think the good news is everything that uh, we struggled with is fixable. 
um, wedges, you know, we talk about, I mean, even last year when you were on the team, we talked about yeah. wedges and wedges, um, wedges, wedges. <laughs> that's right. And I think, I mean, when you look at stats, when you compare Stanford, who's phenomenal, I mean, they have a very solid team, right? When you look at their birdies versus our birdies, uh, the easy holes versus the harder holes, like, They just don't make mistakes on the easy holes. Um, I mean, they were way under par on the easy holes, and we were barely under par. So huge difference there. You can you can see. I mean, those holes were with wedges. Um, so I think that's where we can improve for sure, and that's what we've been focusing on the last few weeks since we've been back. Well, I'm going to kind of transition us into that kind of the 22-23 squad. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about leadership. Before I do, remind us, who, who were the six that uh, you took out to Pebble? We took Megan Winans, uh, Savannah Barber, Nina Lang, uh, Rachel Nelke, Michaela, Michaela and Fortuna, and Maria. Maria. Yep. yep, that's it. So my, my question, I always like to ask kind of the oddball questions, is that is, is leadership – on a, on a college golf team, is that really kind of a thing, right? Because I think in college sports in general, we're always talking about somebody, so-and-so graduated, you know, how are you going to fill that void? And I think we think about that in terms of football and basketball, these team sports where, like, you're literally all playing at the same time. You're all in front of one another. And I think we try to extend that to golf because it's a natural thing to do, you know, with Libby graduating, uh, with Hannah graduating, uh, You know, naturally, there's that same question, like, who are the leaders on this year's team? But my first question is, is that is leadership in college golf actually a thing since it is such an individual sport? I mean, college golf is unique. Um, you know, golf up until now, unless you have a high school team, uh, that's pretty solid. Up until now, it's an individual sport. Uh, when you get to college, I mean, we make it a team sport. So, yes, you do have leaders on the team. You do have people that... Um, you know, we'll take freshmen under their wings to kind of teach them things that kind of teach them how we do things. But, you know, as far as leadership itself, I mean, you're, you're out there by yourself, right? You're, it's you, your golf ball and the golf course. Uh, so you got to figure it out. If you play really solid, then the team's going to be doing really well. Um, so that's kind of the way that, you know, we've, we've been working really hard this year with um, some of our uh, sports psychologists and, Uh, just really trying to focus on maybe different, just a different process out there um, to try and hopefully help with the pressure that each player puts right. on themselves. Yeah, sounds like it, leadership in college golf may be about as much off the court, so to speak, than it is you know, on, on course. So, yeah, that makes sense. Moving on from that, I mean, you and I know, uh, just because, I was with you last year and the year before that every year as a team, we would set goals, but I think a lot of people may not know that process and what that looks like. And do you set the goals or do we set the goals? And I think for the listeners, I think they'll probably be curious to know have like, what are your goals for the season and how have you as a team set them up this year? How has everyone contributed to that? Good question. Uh, so we were this year. We're working with uh, someone from uh, Culture Wins here in Oklahoma City. So Kevin DeShazo, uh, we work with him weekly, and we've talked about goal setting and um, 
you know, we've always been told that they have to be realistic, they have to be, uh, you know, simple. And uh, but for us, we're just a lot of it is individuals setting their goals. And then again, if they're doing well, if they're meeting their goals, then we're going to meet our goals as a team as well. Um, you know, for us, a big deal is to really take it one shot at a time. Um, you will be faced with adversity. Every team is, every player faces adversity when you're out on the golf course. The biggest thing is how do you handle it, right? Like when, when you're facing, when, when you got a tough shot, the conditions are tough or whatever it is, you know, if, if you can figure out how, how to move on from it if you hit a bad shot if um that's the biggest thing so our goal is a lot of it has to do with the adversity part of it um because i mean it's easy as golfers we're all guilty of it right you miss hit a shot you get mad now you make a dub and then next thing you know it carries over into the next level um so that's really something that we've really worked on with kevin to try and you know, figure out how can we be better at handling adversity. So what are some of those specific team goals for this year? Uh, I mean, specifically, I don't, I mean, we don't really, I, I don't know if I'm going to share it. Really? Okay. I mean, <laughs> I think at, at this point, we're just, you know, we, we want to do what's best for us as a team. I think, you know, a lot of it has to do, you, you got to enjoy what you're doing. If you're miserable out there, then it's probably not going to be the best thing. Sure. Uh, it's not going to be fun. So, <laughs> you know, you, you, that's that's what we tell the girls. That's what we've told them. Like, let's let's enjoy it. Let's have fun. Let's let's go play. I mean, now they made us. Ryan and I now have to do this birdie dance thingy. Uh, <laughs> so they're I all, need that on video. <laughs> they're all in. Oh, yeah, they're <laughs> all in on it. So if somebody makes a birdie and we happen to see it, then we got this little dance that we do. And, you know, it, it just to try and keep the Keep girls, it light. Keep it fun. That's right. Relax. And, um, that, that's, that's what it's about. Um, and so, again, hopefully for us we can continue to – push forward I mean we do have a really solid roster this year um obviously losing Libby Hannah I mean that that gave us a big hit uh but you know with three freshmen coming in I think I think we're pretty solid we we have a lot of depth uh this year so that's exciting for sure well let's talk about this year coach V so let's let's uh, take a look at the tournament schedule obviously we're here today practice round for the uh, schooner fall classic uh, we'll talk a little bit about that one uh, in more in depth here in a moment but uh, uh, looking at the schedule for the fall we've got the Illini Invitational coming up next month and then the Jim West Challenge uh, talk to us about those uh, events uh, Medina golf club up in uh, Illinois that's gonna be pretty cool yes Medina is awesome we've gone there a few years um really solid event they really rally around the tournament uh being a women's event out there and so uh we're actually going in a day early and we'll play medina number three so where they played the Ryder cup and then very cool bmw was there a few years ago so we'll go do that um but it's just the field this year's awesome as well uh every year they've been able to to get really good fields and the tournament itself i mean it's it's just good i mean you walk around the clubhouse and it has so much history 
um, it's just like a museum. You could sit there and just read the walls for hours, uh, which makes it even cooler for sure. Well, let's talk about the schooner, right? So we we talked with Coach Robertson from Oklahoma State last week. So we know the Cowgirls are going to be down here as well this weekend. Uh, a really good field. Belmar, we saw it coming in here uh, before the podcast. Looks to be in great shape. Always a stiff test. The rough is always kind of thick and, and kind of gnarly. But uh, uh, expectations for this weekend. And then talk a little bit about the uh, uh, the foundation, right? Toby Keith Foundation, OK Kids Corral. Kind of a cool uh, uh, event in that regard as well, right? Yes. Uh, so today's practice round, uh, very excited. We got uh, 14 teams came in uh, for the event. So again, really solid field. Um, this is our 10th year hosting it, which wow. is unreal. <laughs> yes. Um, and so we're, we're very, very excited to be out here. Obviously, the Toby Keith Foundation and the OK Kids Corral is a unique uh, aspect of our event. Um, the all the money that is fundraised goes back to the Toby Keith Foundation and the OK Kids Corral. And so um, every year we've been able to, you know, raise quite a bit of money. Um, and it's just a really good way for us to stay connected with the community. And then on Sunday, we'll be taking teams out there uh, to visit the corral, okay. as well as visit with some of the kids that are staying there currently. Very cool. And I, I don't want to go too far ahead into the future, but one that I see on the schedule that I'm pretty geeked up about the Bruzzy, Dornick Hills, right? We, we've talked about it on this podcast a lot, the recent Reno uh, restoration of Dornick Hills. Mm -hmm. have, have you been down there on the property yet, Coach V, or will that be the first time you've seen it? I have not been there since they've done their renovation. How How is it? It's uh, it's it's awesome. It's, it's awesome. It's fewer, awesome. Fewer trees. Yeah. Right? I think it's... ton of tree removal. Uh, almost every green has been rebuilt Two greens, at least two greens that I can think of, are in different spots. Wow. Uh, so they've drained the pond. Uh, there is no pond yeah. in front of 17 anymore. Uh, what are the dates on that, Keith? April 1st and April 2nd. All right, so that's a spring event. Uh, so definitely one that folks should, Saturday, Sunday should get too. down and check yeah. out uh, if you haven't gotten to play it. Uh, it'd be fun uh, to watch the ladies take it on because it, uh, it's every bit as challenging uh, as it was before, but uh, just a, but at the same time, I think a lot more enjoyable to play with all the tree removal and the views you get from that, and not having to hit so many shots out of the trees. It's good. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to take the team down there before April to just kind of scope it out and see. But I'm I'm excited. It's the golf course has always been very good. Yep. And so just to see what they did, how they changed, and no pond on 17. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, big difference. Yeah, they did some work. There's no doubt about it. Wow. So um, 13th year, if I might count, at OU as head coach. 14th? Are we starting 14? Okay, 2009 to 2022. Um, my question is kind of not just on transfers, uh, we talked to Coach Robertson, and kind of he he was very open with kind of you know the transfers they had the other direction last year, but just in general, I assume there's never been a more challenging time to be a college golf coach at a major program uh, in general. And I, does the does the transfer portal and what has transpired with that over the last three or four years in college sports in general make it an even more challenging uh, time to be a college golf coach? Yeah, I mean the call it, the transfer portal is is an interesting one for sure. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people do enter the portal here and there. Um, I'd be interested to see what the stat is on how many people actually go places. I think last year there may have been 
close to 400 women's golfers uh, in the portal. So that that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously not everyone's going to be placed somewhere. So I don't know. I, I think, you know, you can look at the portal and, you know, people might be testing, just kind of see what, what is out there, uh, what isn't out there. But, um, you know, it, it's been good for us. Obviously, we got Hannah uh, off sure. the portal <laughs> Uh, Ellen Secor was in the portal. So, you know, we, we've had a lot of uh, good players that have come through our program through the portal. And so we obviously, I mean, we always look to see who's who's on it, but they actually just changed the regulations. Now there's windows uh, to win. Okay. When yep. the portal's actually open. Um, so it's only a few, a few weeks in December and then a few weeks in uh, end of April to the end of May. Um, and then once that window closes, then you can't, I, I'm not sure what the penalty is exactly, but you have to enter the portal within those windows now. So that'll help us a little bit, I think, help programs in general, just to kind of see who, who's available, who's going to be in there. Um, cause the portal actually closes, if I'm not mistaken, it's like right when nationals ends. Okay. So you kind of have to know if you're going to be transferring. Yeah, a little strategy to it, yeah. So, yeah, you, you'll have to know kind of, you know, if, if you're wanting to transfer, what when you're going to do it. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of an interesting interesting That's tidbit there. Different. Do you think they did that because, I mean, the summer is such a long period and people, you sometimes see people crop up and just transfer almost like really quickly. Do you think they did that too almost – save teams because I know sometimes people kind of lead on that they're of course loving it and staying in the team and then they just kind of get up and get out of there do you think it's almost like a protection thing for the universities maybe so I mean it, in the past it was uh July 1 was when the window closed okay. um so when we're out recruiting you know you're you're out there recruiting junior golfers and then you're still kind of looking who's going to be entering the portal at the end of June um I mean you're you're almost two months in the summer recruiting. So I think it'll be better this way for sure. Uh, it'll put a little bit more pressure on the players to enter the portal during postseason, um, which could create some yeah. interesting deals. It's kind of like a catch-22. It's, like it's In one way, it'll be advantageous for programs because it'll kind of kind of know what you're dealing with earlier. But then, like you're saying now, it also could create some distraction during a time where you don't want any distractions. So, it, yeah, it, probably no perfect way to do it. Uh, but it's certainly been interesting to, to watch as, as fanalists, as we call ourselves, to mm -hmm. see how all that plays out. Uh, both, you know, depending on what team you're a fan of, both good good and bad, yeah, I suppose. Absolutely. Uh, well, well, Coach V, some news broke yesterday. A new award. Uh, with the uh, OU Women's Golf Program associated with the program. Uh, your predecessor, uh, Dr. Carol Ludvigson, a former OU uh, women's coach and uh, still a big uh, proponent of OU Women's Golf, still, still associated with the athletic department. Uh, talk to us about the creation of that award, how it came about, and kind of you know what the plan is moving forward. How are we going to award that? When are we going to award it? Kind of some of the particulars around uh, this really cool award. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, we're very excited. Obviously, Carol's been such a huge part of OU athletics. Um, you know, she was a golf coach for 26 years, uh, so a very long time. And she works in the athletic department. Uh, so 
you know, she's still involved with helping student athletes, um, you know, continue with what they want to do. And so for us, I mean, it, it was kind of a no-brainer to create an award. I mean, she was such a great leader. She, she is such a great leader still to this day uh, with with her current job. But, um, you know, it, we just wanted to do something to recognize our leaders on our team, um, you know, and, and that's the biggest thing. And so she's going to be the first recipient. Um, so we're awarding this on November 5th um, during our alumni weekend. Okay. And then basically after that, it's going to be going at the end of the year in May, we're going to award it to a play a team member. Um, they have to be a sophomore or older. And so basically they just have to, you know, demonstrate positive attitude, uh, show support for teammates. Um, I mean, it's a, it, again, it's a leadership award both on and off the golf course. And so, um, you know, just really the integrity uh, of what she thinks, you know, like you just, you just have to, the integrity of the game and it, it's all part of that. Um, and so we're, we're very excited to, to have her as the first recipient and obviously moving forward, we'll, we'll have, you know, our own current players that will be part of the award as well. But, um, it, it was just, uh, we're just excited to, to do this. It's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Very everybody cool. speaks very, very highly of Carol. So cool to see her get some, uh, you know, lifetime recognition as well as something that will live on in, in perpetuity. Very, very neat. Yeah. Now, Coach V, we've played the short par four game with you in the past, and so we don't really want to go back into that, but I think I think Hannah's got a game, kind of a different we're, structure. We're yeah, a little, little Q&A okay. here that Hannah's going to throw some questions at you here. So not the short par four, but a game right. of would you rather. Hannah, you take away. Would you rather? Are you ready? Well, I think this could also be a great van game if you go or dinner game. If you ever get bored, we used to play some good games. We would try and name all the, the states at dinner. We'd try and name countries, cities. It was fun. This could be a good one. So we're going to jump into Would You Rather. Are you ready? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Should I be? Okay. First, Would You Rather. Would you rather a plugged greenside bunker shot or a shot out of a divot in the fairway? so many things I'm thinking about here. Uh, probably plugged in the bunker. Oh, that's, that's quite interesting. Why, why did you say that? I mean, yeah, the divot, the divot in the fairway, I guess it's dependable. You've got a four iron and you've got a hit. That's right. That might not be ideal. I, I mean, I don't own a four iron, but. Uh. <laughs> or a hybrid. <laughs> But, I mean, how deep is the divot? Is the ball in the front of the divot? Is it in the back? Like, that just kind of factors in, you know? A, a embedded ball in the bunker is just it's just a fried egg. You just, just, it in. You just pop yeah. it out. That's it. Keith, JT, what would you do? Which one would you pick? Uh, I'd go plug lie. Yeah. yeah, I think I would go greenside bunker as well. From, from And this is my mentality, is that I feel like the expectation of me getting it out of a plug line to bunker is probably so low that if I hack it and it didn't get out, then it's like, well, what am I supposed to do, right? Whereas, you know, out of a divot in the fairway, it's like, eh, you should probably still get it up there to a certain degree. So mine, mine comes from a self-deprecating point of view. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's three games one. When we play, you guys can have fun in the bunker and I'll just, I'll be hitting out of a divot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, right. Next question. 
Would you rather a well-struck three-word, like a pure, like bullet three-word, right, onto a par five on the green, or a wedge shot to five feet on a par five as well, on a difficult par five? Like I mean, am I am I hitting I am I hitting the uh, par five and two here with yeah, three? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, well, then yes, I'm going for that, and then one putt for eagle. <laughs> <laughs> I like the positivity. <laughs> yeah, there's not um, a good strike. Well, strike three wood is um, it's a good feeling. You just hold the finish. Watch it go on the green. That's a good one. What? Okay, next one. Flop shot from a short sided lie or a bump and run. To a back flag on a long green. I feel like you know my answer. I do know. You gotta tell them. I already know what you're gonna say. Bump and run all the way. All the way. All the way. Teal would definitely be a bump and run as well. So he loves those shots. Old school open championship type of golf. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. So much easier. Bump and run. I think Sam would bump and run, but he'd do it with like a hybrid or something. Probably he, he loves he loves a good flag. But I don't know. I th- I around. think I think I could see him do the uh, the flop shot though with That's probably true. a four iron. Probably he would. Well, the he interesting would. thing about those last two is that if you it's kind of like when you do pull off hitting a three wood off the deck or you do pull off a flop shot, those feel amazing. I, I would just agree. rather probably have the other two. To reliably pull Degree off the of shot, difficulty. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Fair. yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. If you flop, if you flop one to three feet, that you just feel amazing. It's a, that's it's right. A good feeling. Okay. Final question: Would you rather hold a long putt for birdie, or achieve a really difficult up and down for a par? Probably just. Drop a bomb for birdie. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> scoring that scoring wise, fun. you got to go for the bird, right? But I mean, similar to the previous <laughs> two, a, a difficult up and down for par that feels pretty good. You feel like no, you've stolen does. stolen a stroke. Agreed, yeah. agreed. But I don't know. I I'm just I love putting, so I, I'm going with the putting. Mm-hmm. I think it, from what I recall, that was one of your previous answers to the uh, the short par four, best club in the bag, and I think you said putter. putter. Yeah. yeah, love it. We Thanks. used to play. Well, we would call it. Lots of different things, mates, football. We would stand on the putting green, nine of us, pick a hole, and like you would have to, if you made a part, then everyone walked to the next hole. And Coach View would just casually come out, oh yeah, I'll play. And she would drop bombs and beat us all, all the time. And she would just come out of her office, no warm up, nothing. But definitely. Definitely is the best. Yeah, put them life. kids in their place sure. every once in a while, Coach V, right? That's so, right. Yeah. Between Still me, got it. Between yeah. me and Ryan. Oh, yeah. We're Rolling the rock. Not, best. I would not want to play crazy golf with you guys. Best Papa. putters. <laughs> love it. Love it. All right. All right. Coach V, uh, you alluded to alumni event, special event coming up in November. Uh, Till and I, we were fortunate enough to be a part of it last year. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the Red Tea Club, you know, what that uh, organization is, what that event's going to do for the women's golf program, and uh, kind of set the stage for us because we'll be back down here in Norman in a couple months. That's right. Uh, Red Tea Club is basically, it's our booster club. Um, and so a lot of the funds that we use, um, we, we use them for different things around our facility, um, you know, facility upgrades, uh, travel, depending on, on where we we traveled to and um, just different things that are needed. Uh, and then with us, we're in the process of getting a new facility uh, 
the Charlie Coast Center is getting a renovation, and then we're adding a building um, to our facility. Oh, nice. Which will have indoor putting, uh, green, and then some hitting bays. Um, So we're in the process of doing all that. And so obviously part of it is the fundraising. Um, And so that's what the Red Tea Club is. So it's just a women's golf club only. Um, But our event is this year will be November 4th. And so a little bit different than last year. We're only going to do nine holes. Um, So we'll have kind of a happy hour and then a dinner. uh, And then we'll wait for it to be dark. And then it'll be the shot in the dark classic again on our facility, the Ransom Short Course, um, which last year was a blast. Um, So yeah, so we we reconfigured a little bit. just trying to get more people, more awareness of our program, and so hopefully we can grow. We can grow our uh, our event out. Yeah, it's such a unique event too. That that shot in the dark classic is that's a hoot. I mean, yep. I I had more fun doing that yes. than uh, any golf event. I think the entire year last year we really did enjoy it. That was, uh, I mean, I think we played pretty well too. I think we played with Libby. Yeah, I'm Libby was on our, Libby, our squad. Libby was on our team. Yep. So uh, Hannah's a good friend and former uh, Sooner teammate there. But uh, yeah, I think I think we had a pretty good showing too, from what I recall. Yeah, I distinctly remember there was a long drive contest, and you know that they're doing a good job of donor relations when I somehow You're won somehow the long drive contest. It's still dubious. As like they're yeah, uh, very uh, that would be the first. It was good thing it was dark. They couldn't prove it, and they were like, "Oh, JT, congratulations, long drive." I was like, yeah, I don't think so. I yeah, don't think very so, very dubious <laughs> winner for sure. But uh, to check that out, shot go in to, the dark is definitely yeah. a good good. Uh, double entendre Sooner, for that. Soonersports.com. Uh, click on women's golf and uh, there'll be a link to go to the Red Tea Club. You can join today. Make a donation. Get signed up for the event. Going to be a, a lot of fun. And uh, again, we enjoyed it last year so much. We're going to we're gonna do it again. Awesome. It was it was a lot of fun for sure. And I mean, hopefully November we, we still get some good weather. Who knows? But yeah, throw on a beanie matter. and a hoodie and get after Winter it. Winter golf, fall golf. Yeah. I, I it love it. It was cold. It was cold last year. It I was remember. Chilly. But we were all wrapped up. We had a great time. Oh, yep. yeah. It, w- it was fun, though. It was. So much fun. Yep. It's just unique. And, I mean, every sport has a golf tournament. And right. so, for us, it's just trying to do something a little different. And to showcase our facility, obviously, you know, it, it's private. Nobody really gets to play it. And so... We just think it, it's a fun way to, to have people out there for sure. Totally agree. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Well, well, Coach V, we'll get you out of here. We, you've got a practice round. The ladies are getting geared up, getting ready to go out here on Belmore, see what the course is going to be holding up. And uh, we, we certainly wish you the best of luck this weekend in the Schooner Classic and obviously throughout the fall and spring. And, again, we'll be seeing you again soon. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you all coming out so early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you can go watch President's Cup. That's right. That's right. Looking forward to that uh, later on on today as well plugs hannah social media instagram twitter throw it out there um, my instagram is hannah underscore screen and my twitter is hannah underscore golf and again be sure to follow hannah she'll be she'll be doing a lot of tweeting hopefully for the dunhill next week while till and i are battling it out out at boarding springs and the kongs yeah at yso golf on twitter for us and maybe i'll just hand the reins over to hannah for the weekend she can just fire out all sorts I'll of takes on the dunhill yeah, yeah. uh could be Social interesting media. twitter takeover totally. love it yeah yeah uh, same thing on instagram at yso golf uh i did make good on my promise to to get some some visuals up from whispering pines gonna do the same uh, this afternoon out at the uh, the sooner open so uh we got a we got action-packed 
month of September here. Yep, good job by you, buddy. And, of course, for us here at the Sports Pros Network, you can check us out on the web at fantasysportspros.com or you can follow us on Twitter at sports underscore pros. And remember, that is pros with an E, P-R-O-S-E. Well, for Hannah, for Jay Till, for Coach V, and for myself, we're going to go play some golf today. We're going to enjoy the weather. And, as always, we're going to get out there and enjoy the walk. (laughs) 